Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and we are studying this week uh, in, uh, well this is season 5 episode 42 in the week of February the 13th to February the 19th studying in Matthew 5 and Luke 6. And today uh, we're going to continue our study looking at the the Luke version of the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount for there are some kind of key well some important insights and things that we get from studying that alongside the Matthew 5 and we'll see how far we get with that uh, so it begins according to the come follow me materials and we'll follow that as our guide because uh, well it's there as a guide for us to help us uh, in verse 20 uh, and he talks about we're not going to go over the things we've spoken about already for example in verse 20 he talks about blessed be ye poor for yours is the kingdom of God <clears throat> One thing I would like to uh, mention, though, from that verse is how Luke says, yours is the kingdom of God. But very often in the Matthew accounts, when you see kingdom of, he will say kingdom of heaven. And this is probably based in the fact that, again, uh, in the fact that Matthew is focusing on a uh, Jewish audience. And in the uh, tradition of the Jews, it was uh, not um, really looked upon favorably if an individual used the name of God too often, um, which is why uh, he often refers to the kingdom of God as being the kingdom of heaven. Uh, whereas Luke is focusing on more of a Gentile audience and not is, of course, not using the name of God in vain or anything like that or too much. Uh, but uh, in the wider non-Jewish world, it was seen as, I guess, more acceptable to use God or the word God um, to kind of be able to describe teachings about him. Uh, so that's just a very interesting thing to note uh, between the two. Uh, moving on from that, uh, another interesting difference between the two is that in the Luke account, there are some woes. Now, we may recognise a woe from some of the second Nephi chapters we've studied recent, uh, in the past couple of years. Um, a few years, actually, a few years ago now. But um, they don't come up, uh, well, in terms of the bits we've studied so far in Matthew chapter 5. Of course, when we go through Matthew chapter 5, we may well see some of here there. But uh, these uh, kind of give the opposite view of the Beatitudes. Uh, but woe unto you that are rich, for ye have received your consolation. It's a bit of an interesting statement that, that, you know, the Lord is saying, well, if you are rich, uh, then, you know, you've got what you want. <laughs> you have riches and that's great for you. Um, you won't be receiving, you won't need to receive anything else because that's what you focused on. And it's just an interesting uh, insight, really, into, well, where should our focus be if we if we do have riches in this world? Um, you know, do we need to consider what we do with them or how we use them to support and bless others? Um, and then in verse 25, woe unto you that are full, for ye shall hunger. Woe unto you that laugh now, for ye shall mourn and weep. Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. I think that verse 26 about the um, men speaking well of you is a very interesting one because, <clears throat> again, it seems to suggest that, you know, if you have praise and accolades in the world, then that needs to be something that you consider. Now, that's not to say that, you know, people can't be well respected in the world. We, we read quotes about how, you know, previous prophets and um, presidents of this church that we um, are a part of have been given wonderful quotes and sentiments said to them by other leaders in the world. But uh, I guess the focus on this is if they speak well of you um, at the detriment of the, your spiritual uh, devotion to the Lord, um, 
it uh, George P. Lee said this, quote, um, he warned his disciples of the danger when their names were honoured and when all men spoke well of them. In a real sense, we as Latter-day Saints are also being warned. When our names are being honoured in connection with all men speaking well of us, we need to renew our humility, dedication and commitment, close quote. I suppose as well, part of this, by what George P. Lee was saying, was it can also lead to perhaps a lack of humility. Not that it necessarily will do. I mean, it's, it's like with money, for example, and in the phrase money being the root of all, all evil. Like having money is not a sin and it's not going to lead you necessarily away from the Lord, but you do need to be careful if you find a great abundance and are blessed with a wealth of it because it can lead to a focusing on that rather than uh, the things of the Lord. So, you know, it's just a warning rather than a condemning uh, um, point, but uh, it's something which is important to consider. And then we skip ahead to Luke six forty six to 49. And here uh, he is reminding them about doing the things that he says rather than just saying, Lord, Lord. Uh, and in verse 48 and 49, how a man that builds a house diggeth, diggeth, Digger deep and lay the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. So, yeah, just a a reminder there about um, these types of things where. If we don't do these things, <clears throat> then we will be built on more shaky on, and unsturdy um, earth or ground. Indeed, this leads us quite nicely on to the next section, which we'll mention today, which is Matthew 5.13, where the Lord talks about, Ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt have lost its savour, wherewith shall it be salted? That it is thenceforth good enough for nothing but to, but to be cast out and be trodden under the foot of men. <clears throat> this is a, an important metaphor. And one which comes on uh, wonderfully uh, from this point. Um, uh, Carlos E. Assay, uh, Elder Carlos E. Assay said this, quote, The organiser and creator of this world understood perfectly the nature and importance of salt. More than 35 references to this substance are found in the scriptures. Um, in the New Testament, the Saviour referred to his disciples as the salt of the earth and charged them to re- retain their savour. How many times have we read the scripture or heard others read the scripture? Yet do we understand fully fully the salt of the earth message? Are we conversant with the analogy? Are we responding properly to its implications? Permit me to speak of the saviour and saviour and saviour roles which we have been called to fulfil as members of the priesthood and as the salt of the modern world. Close quote. Um, there was a great uh, explanation in the uh, Come Follow Me materials where it says, uh, quote, Salt has long been used to preserve, flavour and purify. Salt also had religious meaning for the Israelites. It was associated with the ancient practice of animal sacrifice. When salt lo- loses its savour, it becomes ineffective or good for nothing. This happens when it's mixed with or contaminated by other mat- uh, elements, close quote. Salt was a very precious commodity in the ancient world. In fact, um, uh, many Roman soldiers were paid by, with salt. The word salary comes from the, the root meaning salt. Um, so that's how important and precious it was. Um, and when you think about, you know, preserving food and things like that, of course, we have modern conveniences which help us do that today, but they did not. And one of the main ways of preserving meats and things like that was to use salt. 
So it had a very important use and significance in that world. But of course, if it became contaminated with other materials, it lost its savour and it was, no, it was useless. It was no good anymore. In the same way, we as disciples of the Saviour, um, we are the salt of the earth. We can help preserve, we can help um, enhance and strengthen and nourish other people. But if we are contaminated and we lose that savour, then we become ineffective in this. And this is a direct analogy as to for us as to how we need to stay pure and uncontaminated and or at least, you know, do so through repentance and through faith in the Lord so that we can stay close to him. Of course, we will still make mistakes and that contamination may start to enter, but he will help that to be removed uh, and we can continue to bless and to strengthen and to preserve um, others around us. Um, and I think that's just a really, you know, powerful uh, analogy that we can be. Uh, aware of as we move forward with this message of the uh, the Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes and how, you know, keeping those in our the forefront of our mind and becoming more closely aligned to those values will help us to keep that savour as well. Thank you so much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed this study. Please do join us on the Facebook group and share what you've studied uh, or share the podcast with someone that you know. Thank you very much. And until we meet again. <laughs>